You're tuned to WFHB. Volunteer-powered, listener-supported, Community Radio for South Central Indiana. Good afternoon. Reporting for WFHB, this is Deke Hager. And I'm Lucy Kellison. This is the WFHB Local News for Monday, October 17th, 2022. Later in the program, Republican Senator Todd Young faced off in a debate against Democrat Tom McDermott and Libertarian James Seniak ahead of the November election. More in today's feature report. Also coming up in the next half hour, the Monroe County Commissioners gave an update on the Convention Center during their latest meeting. That's coming up next in your daily headlines. The Monroe County Commissioners read a statement in regards to how the Bloomington Office of the Mayor has approached them about the Monroe County Convention Center. Commissioners Penny Givens, Lee Jones, and Julie Tanis spoke respectively. At an August 31st meeting to discuss the Convention Center, which the mayor did not attend in person, a deadline was created by the mayor's office to respond to a proposal to take over the Convention Center. The deadline was not tied to any reasonable related issue or impact related to the calendar and or concerns about the state legislature. We are disappointed and dismayed at the actions of the mayor's office. At that August 31st meeting, the group decided to meet again. The poll that was emailed to all meeting participants, uh, the poll was emailed, sorry, to all meeting participants, but a date amenable to any to everyone was not agreed upon. A subsequent poll was issued with later calendar dates and times included. The mayor's office did not respond to the poll. When a date was identified when everyone else could attend, our office contacted Ms. Carmichael via telephone. She declined to respond and noted in an email message that we had missed the quote deadline unquote, so she would not be meeting with us. We don't see any evidence of collaboration. We were informed by Ms. Carmichael, representative of the mayor's office, at the August 31st meeting that the option of a CIB was unilaterally off the table and the city administration would only support pursuing the project alone using a 5013C structure. A 501C3 is not transparent. There is no requirement for public meetings, public comment, or public input. With the potential inclusion of food and beverage tax dollars to fund this project, we do not believe that this is appropriate. In addition, to a, in addition, a publicly held convention center has tort claim protection that a 501c3 entity does not. So in sum, we have worked over many years uh, with the city to develop plans for a capital improvement board or CIB. And when the COVID crisis began, of course, the convention center project was no longer a priority. The mayor's office and the chamber of commerce recently revived the project and it may be that the city administration sought this outcome all along. We have no way of knowing that, but we are not giving up. We believe it would be beneficial to organize the next meeting in good faith. We will invite the city council, county council, and the mayor to attend. 
If the mayor's office chooses not to attend, we will still hold the meeting. Uh, and this will be an opportunity for all of us who are interested in pursuing a collaborative approach to consider all of our viable options. Next, the commissioners read a statement about the importance of Lake Monroe and established October 22nd, 2022 as Lake Monroe Day in the county. Whereas Lake Monroe has been used as a drinking water source since 1967 and currently provides drinking water to over 130,000 people, Lake Monroe and its adjacent wetlands provide critical habitat for wildlife, including the bald eagle. Monroe County has taken an active role in protecting the health of the watershed and the water quality of Lake Monroe. And Lake Monroe provides scenic opportunities and recreational opportunities, including fishing and swimming. These opportunities improve the quality of life for county residents and bring tens of thousands of visitors to the area each year. Lake Monroe generates over $40 million in economic impact annually from recreational tourism. Whereas the Monroe County Stormwater Board has provided financial support for the development and implementation of a watershed management plan and a community action initiative project in collaboration with Friends of Lake Monroe. The Stormwater Board has also provided financial assistance to install a steam gauge, stream gauge on South Fork Salt Creek to monitor water flow and enable the calculation of pollutant load. And Monroe County has shown its dedication to protecting and preserving Lake Monroe by ensuring com compliance with environmental protection provided by local ordinances and federal statutes. And whereas every resident business and community depends on clean, abundant water and has a responsibility to do their part to protect Lake Monroe as a valuable resource for generations to come, we recognize the vital importance of Lake Monroe and make a commitment as a community to protect and preserve it. The Monroe County Board of Commissioners will be attending the Lake Monroe Watershed Summit in Brown County on October 22nd, 2022, to meet with regional leaders, to share ideas and to explore potential collaborative opportunities to protect Lake Monroe. Now, therefore, we, the Monroe County Board of Commissioners proclaim October 22nd, 2022 as Lake Monroe Day in Monroe County. Next, Health Department Director Lori Kelly informed the commissioners about COVID-19 in the county and on a mobile vaccination unit. Uh, so just a few updates. Uh, we are tracking numerous variants of the virus that causes COVID. The primary variant at this time still remains to be Omicron. We are continuing to track the subvariant BF7. Its prevalence has doubled in the United States over the past two weeks. Um, BF7 symptoms are similar to the original variant. This includes sore throat, congestion, fatigue, cough, and runny nose. The health department has free home tests available. The public health clinic has vaccines available. Appointments can be made by calling 812. 353-3244. Um, in addition, we are currently working with the state of Indiana um, to set up a mobile vaccination uh, unit. So we have hope to um, know more about those dates here soon. Thomas said she was glad to hear there would be a mobile clinic and thank Kelly for keeping them up to date on the spread of the new variants. 
Thank you for that information. We really appreciate it. We're seeing different variants popping up around the world and, and uh, in significant numbers. And so um, for those who are eligible, it would be great to get boosted. The next Monroe County Commissioner's meeting on October 19th was canceled. Their next meeting will be held on October 26th. Republican Senator Todd Young faced off in a debate against Democrat Todd McDermott and Libertarian James Seniak ahead of the November election. Candidates clashed over reproductive rights, federal spending, and cannabis reform during Sunday's debate. Senator Young criticized the President Biden administration and the Democratic-controlled Congress during his opening remarks. I want to thank the uh, Indiana Debate Commission, WFYI, for hosting this debate. I, of course, want to thank Mr. Seniak and, and Mayor McDermott for joining me this evening. As Hoosiers watch from their living rooms this evening, we know that they are hurting. They are hurting as a result of the multi-trillion dollar tax and spend policies of the Biden administration, which have led to uh, incredibly costly gas and, and groceries, which uh, has made life unaffordable. They're hurting as a result of the open borders policy, which is polluting our towns and cities alike uh, with all sorts of illegal substances. Uh, they're hurting as, as a result of the blunders overseas, uh, which, is le which have left Americans dead. Just recently, Republicans were in control. Uh, when Republicans were in control, we lowered taxes, we lightened regulations. The economy was poised for takeoff when we emerged from the global pandemic. All of that was interrupted under Democratic control. I will fight to work across the aisle, but I will oppose this agenda of Hoosiers reelect me. I hope to earn your support. Thank you. McDermott who is currently the mayor of Hammond, distanced himself from Young by saying he doesn't accept corporate donations. He also attacked his opponent over abortion rights. Hi, my name is Tom McDermott. I'm the Democratic nominee for U.S. Senate. I'm a husband to my wife, Marissa, a father of four. I'm a veteran, served six years in the United States Navy, honorably discharged, served on a fast attack nuclear-powered submarine where I was an electrician. I was also the ship's diver. Unlike Senator Young, I owe no politicians in Washington, D.C., nothing. I don't take corporate PAC money. I don't take special interest money. I've been the five-term mayor for the city of Hammond, and over the last 19 years, I brought in a billion dollars in new economic development, created a nationally award-winning college scholarship program, and worked closely with my police department fighting crime in my city. I'm pro-woman. I'm pro-choice. I want to remind all the women in Indiana that Senator Young appoint, confirmed three of the justices to the U.S. Supreme Court that overturned Roe versus Wade, removing your civil liberties. I don't think it's right that Hoosier women are treated like second-class citizens. Senator Young told us in 2016 he was 100% against abortion with no exceptions, and he followed through by confirming three anti-choice U.S. Supreme Court justices. My name is Tom McDermott, gomcdermott.com. Thank you. Seniak discussed his background and described parts of his platform during the opening statement. Good evening. Thank you to the Indiana Debate Commission for hosting this. I believe this is where we have civil conversations about real solutions for Hoosier households. I grew up in northern Indiana. I'm a lifetime Hoosier and a Hufflepuff. I absolutely know what a hard work ethic is because I watched my dad work in the steel mills of Gary, Indiana, and then later at the RV factories. My mom, she was a teacher and she showed perseverance and patience for her community. These are the skills that I took to Indianapolis when I became a behavior therapist. I work with kids with autism, and these kids have taught me more than I have taught them. They've taught me patience, community, how to overcome challenges, all things that I want to take to Washington. 
patience for real solutions for Hoosiers, overcoming the challenges that our, our world and the issues that are, we are facing currently. We need to have solutions for the now and for the future. We absolutely have to take real solutions so that the next generation will have an economy, will have an opportunity, and I appreciate you with listening to my solutions. Thank you. The candidates were asked about whether the legality of abortion should be determined at a state or federal level. McDermott responded first, saying he supports Roe v. Wade. He criticized Todd Young for voting to approve the Supreme Court justices that led to the overturning of Roe. I support Roe versus Wade, and there were limitations in Roe versus Wade, and Roe versus Wade worked for my entire life, for five decades. It was the precedent established by the U.S. Supreme Court that women had the right to privacy, including the right to have an abortion. And Todd Young and his radical GOP agenda voted to uh, confirm three of the justices to the U.S. Supreme Court that, doesn't, that didn't respect 50 years of precedent, and they threw America into turmoil. Right now, women in Indiana don't even know what the current status of the abortion law in our state is. It's because it's confusing. There are rights that should be set by the U.S. Supreme Court, and when they are set by the U.S. Supreme Court, they shouldn't be removed, especially after five decades of precedent. So I believe that rights that are granted by the U.S. Supreme Court should stay with the American people. We, you know, and, and quite frankly, I'm ashamed that Senator Young, who is anti-abortion in all cases, including in rape, incest, and life of the mother, did exactly what he told, and he gerrymandered the Supreme Court so that Roe versus Wade was overturned. Senator Todd Young said he supports exceptions for abortion, but he believes Roe v. Wade was not a valid interpretation of the law. I agree with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, that's right. The liberal exponent of, of uh, abortion rights uh, as a matter of policy, but as a matter of law, Ruth Bader Ginsburg said that Roe versus Wade uh, was a weak law. It did not invite a conversation with the legislature. What she meant is that we have a democratic process in this country. We have a tradition, and it's part of our fundamental law, uh, that it is the people that weighs in on, on uh, various decisions of, of consequence. What Roe decided was, or, or what uh, the Dodd decision decided was that Roe was no longer law because it didn't invite that conversation. The people of Indiana and 49 other states are in the process, consistent with our values and, and uh, ideas of, of trying to get this right. I don't pretend, I don't think anyone pretends that we've gotten it right. I do accept, accept exceptions and, and uh, I'll accept whatever the people of Indiana decide. Senak said he doesn't support banning abortions but that he does believe in limiting the procedure. He said, quote, politicians should not act like physicians, end quote. Abortion is an issue that has divided our nation. I maintain that politicians should not act as physicians. And there's many times, especially with women, that I am not going to pretend to understand those decisions that need to be made, especially when it comes to end-of-life decisions. I believe that despite whatever law is created, either pro-life or to codify it, that we can still reduce abortions throughout America. And it's through a plan that looks through not banning abortion, but through the heart and the concerns that women have when they're making these decisions. It's looking at economic reasons and, and helping them thrive economically. It's making contraceptive options available over the counter. It's making sure that young men and women understand what safe sex practices are. So 
politicians shouldn't act as physicians. There's many medical needs that we absolutely have to protect. But at the same time, we can still have solutions that reduce abortion across America, no matter what each state decides. McDermott offered a rebuttal criticizing Senator Young for his belief that reproductive rights should be left to the states. He made an analogy to the Civil War, saying some rights should be determined by the federal government. Senator Young made the argument that he thinks Indiana should be the one that gets to make the decision on whether or not women have the right to privacy to have this procedure done. But we didn't give that right, once it was granted, to the southern states after the Civil War, when we passed the Civil War Amendments, if we gave states the right to whether or not to enforce the Civil War Amendments, there are some states that would have chosen that would have chosen to discriminate against African Americans. So there's some rights that have to be established by the Supreme Court and cannot be taken away, and that includes the right to an abortion. And I'm 100% pro-choice, and I'm going to fight to codify Roe versus Wade when I become your senator. Debate moderator Laura Merrifield Wilson, an associate professor of political science at the University of Indianapolis, asked the candidates about their stances regarding cannabis reform. Wilson asked if the candidates support the legalization or decriminalization of cannabis at the federal level for medical or recreational use. McDermott responded first. It's funny how I got that question. Um, Yes, I do. I support the recreational and uh, medicinal use of marijuana. Um, You go to any cannabis store in any of the surrounding states, 33 states have legalized it. If you go to Illinois or Michigan right now and you go into the parking lot of a dispensary, you're going to see 75% of the plates in the parking lot are Hoosier license plates. People going to buy gummy bears so they could sleep better at night. And when they buy those gummy bears and they put them in their car and they drive back to Indiana, they become criminals under our Indiana code. They could be arrested and thrown in jail, which costs more money, which gives them a criminal record, and which is just backwards, in my opinion. This is an ancient policy that we still enforce in Indiana. It's dollars and cents. You know the state of Illinois made more money off of cannabis last year than they made off of taxing alcohol? And we don't want any of that in Indiana. We don't want the millions in jobs. We don't want the millions investment. We don't want the new economic development. We just want to keep arresting people. Yeah, I support legalization and decriminalization of cannabis. Senator Young said cannabis reform is not his top priority. He brought up other issues such as inflation that he believes are more important. To put it charitably, this would not be my top priority right now running for public office because Hoosiers don't want this to be my top priority. Um, This would probably be a third tier priority. A first tier priority would be inflation, the worst inflation in 40 years. Uh, Gasoline over $4 a gallon. It it was roughly $2 a gallon when the uh, Biden-Harris administration took office. Uh, We have national security issues. We have an open border. We have crime in our cities. So um, listen, I I will work with state governments as they come up with their own laws. If there are federal barriers to them uh, enacting good laws, then uh, I certainly will consider that. One example would be safe banking legislation that would allow those states which have legalized uh, marijuana for, say, medicinal purposes uh, to uh, the the monies earned uh, through those those uh, businesses could put uh, their their marijuana earned monies into local banks. We should empower that uh, through our federal federally protected financial institutions. That's an example of where the federal government could get involved. Seniak called out the senator for what he believes to be too much spending that contributes to the national debt. Siniak said he does support cannabis reform. He argued that prohibition has never worked and that he believes legalizing cannabis could help boost the economy. 
It's interesting that he says a top tier priority is inflation, and yet he spends more than Bernie Sanders and contributes to the debt, which increases the spending, which increases the printing of the Federal Reserve. We could do better with inflation. But on cannabis, I do support cannabis reform. The MORE Act was something that Congress passed, and yet the Senate failed to look at it. More Americans right now in the United States can get cannabis legally than illegally. It is something we need to reform, and it's like prohibition. Similar to alcohol, prohibition never worked. Cannabis is the same thing. We do need reform. There's two ways to do it. We could pass the MORE Act, or we could just take it off the schedule. Both of those are solutions for Hoosiers, so that we can actually increase our economy within that issue, like similar, like similar neighboring states, such as Michigan and Illinois. With inflation and the cost of living on the rise, each of the candidates were asked how they would help struggling Indiana residents. Young responded first. The plan is quite simple. We need to stop spending trillions of dollars we don't have on things we don't need. When the Biden-Harris administration came into office, we were poised for 5 to 6% economic growth. That's incredibly robust economic growth. And it, we were poised uh, for, for that sort of economic growth because of the tax and regulatory policies we saw when Republicans were in control. Unfortunately, the first thing they did when they came into office is, is rush through a stimulus bill. This is the last thing you want to do, a stimulus bill, uh, which led to all manner of inflation. So we need to stop spending trillions of dollars that will just exacerbate this problem. Uh, we also need to deregulate, particularly our oil and gas sector. If we can bring more of our homegrown oil and gas online, that will bring down the price of oil. When President Biden came into office, the cost per gallon was roughly $2 per gallon. It's now over four here in Indiana. Things need to change. Siniak offered sympathy to the residents of Indiana who may be struggling. He criticized the amount of federal spending in the Senate. He cited increased spending as the cause for inflation and called for a proper balancing of the budget. Hoosiers are facing a very rough economy right now, and they're feeling it in their wallets. They're having to choose between school supplies and dinner. And... Like the incumbent said, spending is an issue. But unlike the incumbent, I don't just disagree with spending when it's the other side. He has spent more than Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, and it's time that Hoosiers realize that we need to do better. We have to balance the budget so that we can get inflation rates down. When we, ha when we don't have a balanced budget and we keep spending, the Fed will keep printing money, and that contributes to inflation. The supply chain is also an issue. We have to look at the supply chain. But that, there are solutions that we can look at, like repealing the Jones Act, so it's easier for Hoosiers to get supplies that they need from other areas of the country. Inflation is a real issue that requires real solutions for Hoosier homes. McDermott said the inflation crisis is not solely the fault of President Biden. He called out Senator Young for contributing to the national debt for his spending habits. Senator Young wants us to believe in Indiana that Joe Biden walked into the White House and inflation was all his fault. Senator Young's been in Washington, D.C. for 12 years and raised the nation's debt $16 trillion since he's been in office. He's the most liberal Republican I've ever met. Now he wants to blame all the world's problems, and it is a world problem. Inflation across the world is sky high right now, and he wants us to believe that Joe Biden's responsible for 100% of the nation's problems right now, and he shares no responsibility for that. Senator Young's been in office for 12 years, and he needs to take responsibility for the spending that he's created by adding for, to our nation's debt. 
Right now, like I said, since he's been in office, he's added $16 trillion to our nation's $30 trillion debt. And you know what causes inflation? Government spending. If Senator Young would have been paying more attention to that, we may not be dealing with these inflation problems as we are right now. Voters in Indiana will decide the Senate race on Election Day, which will happen on November 8th. To listen to the full debate and for more coverage on the upcoming election, please visit WFHB.org. Support for WFHB Local News is brought to you by MPI Solar, a Bloomington business specializing in solar hot water, solar electricity, and solar hot air systems. MPI Solar designs and installs solar-powered generation systems that encourage independence and individual responsibility. For more information, online at mpisolarenergy.com. You've been listening to WFHB Local News. Today's headlines were written by Noelle Perhusky Schneider in partnership with CATS Community Access Television Services. Our feature was produced by Cade Young. Our theme music is provided by Mark Bigham and the Social Climbers. Engineer and executive producer is Cade Young. For WFHB, I'm Lucy Kellison. And I'm Dee Kager. Thanks for supporting Indiana's only volunteer-powered, listener-supported, independent daily news program. You can hear tonight's full broadcast online at wfhb.org. The WFHB Local News is now available as a podcast. Just search our call letters, WFHB, wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to never miss another local news program. Stay tuned for With Good Reason, coming up next on WFHB. WFHB Local News on WFHB Community Radio. Our news is written and reported by volunteers working to provide local news, cover local issues, and strengthen our local community. We invite you to participate. You may submit questions, comments, and story ideas to news at WFHB.org. You can become a WFHB Local News Volunteer by attending new volunteer orientation. Feel free to check out the WFHB Local News Archive at WFHB.org to find newscasts, individual stories, and catch a live feed of the WFHB Local News. We are local, longer, 